Let me see you put them up. Reach the sky, touch the stars up above, cause it's one time for the underdog. I'm Patrick Bedev, your host of ITM, and today our sit-down is with Viktor Ashkenazi, who's an immigrant from Russia, escaped communism to come to New York, goes to NYU, works at Goldman Sachs for 11 years, and one day wakes up and he says, ah, I think I'm going to go be the best backgammon player in the U.S., and that's exactly what he does. How are you? Very good, thank you, sir. Hey, thanks nice for, to thanks meet you. for uh, coming and visiting us on Vitamin. Thank you. So as we're going and playing the game, maybe we can learn a little bit more about you as well as your background in the game, as well as uh, some of the market things that's going on. So prior to talking about your Goldman Sachs side, talk about the backgammon game. Like for somebody who doesn't know, you know, most people say chess. We know chess. It's a popular game. What is the difference between chess and backgammon? What makes this game so special? Chess was my first childhood game back in Russia. You know, I played in some junior tournaments, and then when I arrived to New York, age 25, I actually started playing some chess in the Times Square. It helped me to learn uh, English because I did not speak any English at that time. But I also noticed there is another game called backgammon. You know, people play next to us and, and I noticed, you know, people play for money. It's a lot of excitement, you know, around that game. I started learning this and, um, you know, soon I started playing in the tournaments and uh, recognized that I can play, you know, a good game. And um, difference between the games is just chess is a very sure thing. So, for example, if I play a little bit better than you, I would probably win nine games out of ten, if not ten out of ten. In backgammon, that's not the that's not the case because backgammon, in backgammon, the luck is involved. You know, luck is in these two things. It's called dice. You roll the dice, and that's the number on the dice. So it can be good number, it can be bad number, and that brings the variety, you know, to the result. So best best player or a better player not always win the game. Similar to the poker. So I would say that backgammon, in terms of like a skill, probably somewhere between chess and a poker. So it's so better player win more than he would probably win in poker, but of course he win less than he would win in chess. Got it. So uh, poker, somebody could go who's an amateur and they could get lucky and go on a streak and beat the best guys in the world, Absolutely. right? Absolutely. Like Moneymaker did. That's remember? right. I remember 04 when he, yeah. 04, 03, when he won two and a half million dollars. He was an accountant apparently, right? When he went and won this. He actually didn't, yeah, he didn't even buy in. He won the, like a satellite tournament, you know, yeah. paid like 20 or only 30 dollars to get into the main event, you know, to the 10,000 event, then won the whole event. So what's the idea? I mean, I play the game, but why why don't you tell the rest of what is the idea of the game? How does somebody win the game? Right. There's, this is the original position. Backgammon right. actually have few variations. If you go around the world, the game called different. You know, sometimes it's called tavla in Greece. It's called shashbash in Iran. Yeah. And they have diff different variations. This is like a westernized variation. It's called backgammon. So we have 15 checkers. This is the 15 checkers each. This is the original position. The goal is to bring your checkers, and in this position is my, my checkers are white and Patrick checkers are black. We're gonna bring them around the board and try to get them off all you know all the board. So as soon as you get all 15 checkers off the board, the game is finished. So whoever did it first win the game. That's it. Yes. Simple. Okay, so we're gonna play a little bit if you don't mind. Let's, yes, let's see if I can get lucky or not okay, playing okay. against that's the cool. best one in the world. So first what do we do? I roll the dice on right. this side, you yeah, roll you the just, dice. Yeah, you just okay. you just roll. So you have a number, double five. Okay, double five. All right, it so. It means you have to play five four times. Yep, so we go right okay. here. That's beautiful. So you, you take your dice and I roll mine. Got it. Four, three. Four and three. Interesting, okay. So how much of this is math and how much of it is reading the other person? Because, you know, poker is a lot of reading the other person, right? But chess could be more math than not necessarily reading the other Absolutely. person. How much of this is also reading again, the other person? Again, it's a little bit, a little bit in the middle between the two. Okay. So in terms of reading another person, 
why it matters in backgammon, right? When I start playing new player and I realize not just level of his game, but also his tendencies, right? So after a few games, I, I kind of get a feel either he's too 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 careful, you know, like like the sure thing, or he's very aggressive. So they don't hit you too much. Right. So they're playing safe. And also the cube is involved, right? Got the it. cube is multiplies, you know, the cost of the game, right? So if somebody gives you cube at two and, and another person accepts, it means that we're playing for a double stake. And it's a big part of the skill of the game. And, and when I notice that player play very aggressive cube or very passive cube, that changes my behavior over the board. You know, if it's very aggressive, I'm probably going to give him, you know, a little later. Or if, if person is very passive, I'm going to be playing much more aggressively with him just to maximize the equity of my, of my game. So you're adjusting. You're adjusting Absolutely. according to play all the time. Interesting. Yes. yes, this is a big part. Very interesting. 5-2. So it's good okay. to make points inside, you know, just to generate a good, f good future. I can see for a few, few move, first moves, Patrick actually knows what he's doing. That makes me think now, you know. Let's see what's going to happen here, man. How did you do against your father? In, in oh, my father kicks you, my ass. But, you know, I would say now I'm probably better than my father, but it took a while. It took a while. I mean, you know, Middle Eastern, man, you get together. They would play Rami. Would you play in cafes? You know, because I, saw, because I have a lot of friends on Facebook from Iran, and I see how they play. They have, they have those outside cafes yeah. and people play on the street. Did you do yeah, that? Yeah, the same thing. You know, we, um, you know, I play with my dad. I play with my sister. I play with the family. Um, and uh, it, it gets loud. Like I said, they were playing Rami, and they would play um, Rami, backgammon, I think a couple other games. But it was very, very competitive to play the game. Very good number and a good play. But I got lucky. Didn't let you go. You're locking me in there, huh? Oh, luck. Luck plays a huge role. Like this double five, is a co it's called a joker which mm -hmm. means the best possible number over the board. Yeah, and you played it correctly again. So, so far, how many errors have I made based on Actually the moves zero. I'm making? Really? Yeah. Interesting. So, so far, it's zero errors. Yeah, you play, you play so far perfectly. But then also, you know, it starts the cube start playing. Into, That's what changes the, the game, yeah. Yeah, when to give a cube, when, when to take it or when to pass it. And that multiplies the cost of the game. Got it. So right now wouldn't be a bad time for me to put the cube up, right? Because actually, actually, if it, you're this here, this is about the perfect time to give you to give. Yeah, you. I think so. The reason, well reason is your way ahead is so-called the race, which means you are much closer yeah. home than I am. Kay. But I still have enough of a game to take it, which means it's one of you know one of the best times to give it. Cube. Yeah, I don't think it's that far of a lead that I have on you right now. In terms of, in terms of the so-called pip count, yeah. you know the race. I think you have a big lead, but because you have to still clear this point, you probably need a double to do. Yeah. Yeah, I do because you're gonna. You, because you're probably not gonna move this year for too right. long. You're oh, gonna no. wait until this is staying. I'm gonna wait forever. Yeah, because that's gonna be single eventually. Absolutely, yeah. because this is my chance actually. To okay, so then uh, I have to kind of lock up in case I get lucky as yeah, well. Yeah, this is one. But also, you asked me before that backgammon. You know what? What uh, part luck plays? You know, it plays a big part. But the, like I said, not as big as in poker. Also, because it's not a sure thing like chess. Yeah, it makes backgammon so much popular. Uh, for, for players who like to gamble. As you know, it used to be in 80s and 90s, used to be an incredibly popular game among rich and famous in America. Hugh Hefner, you know, Playboy. It was a choice game in the Playboy Mansion. Yeah. Also, uh, big time money um, people in, in Manhattan all play backgammon. I still remember times when, you know, some of the, you know, finance guys from Wall Street would come to the clubs and, and bring like, you know, case with like a 
hundred thousand dollars or million dollar and, and play for that, a, that big of a game, million yeah, dollar yeah, games, and and play and play for wow. like ten thousand a point with bunch of the very strong players who would combine their forces against them. So and also you know e even now you know the game maybe lost a little bit of popularity compared to nineties, but it's coming back now a little bit, and still big names play play this game. I mean like to just to name few, uh, Pamela Anderson plays backgammon. Uh, Pamela Anderson plays back. Yeah, game. Leonardo DiCaprio and uh, Lin-Manuel Lin Miranda, Hugh Jackman, just just, just names. Wolverine plays backgammon. Yes, I mean, if Wolverine plays backgammon, you got to play right. backgammon, right? Yeah, and I, I give lessons to some of the European celebrities, uh, you know, over over Skype or anything. It just it's still a game of uh, rich and famous, you know. They, no, no coincidence that the World Championship every year takes place in Monte Carlo, you know, where the money is and where the posh is, you know. You know, it depends on where it is in the world, right? In some countries like Turkey, Iran, Israel, everyone can play backgammon. You know, it's not, it's not like elite game, you know. But, but it, in America it in is. In America it is. Why do you think the game doesn't have a tournament? Like in America, as big as like poker has a big tournament? What's the difference between this? Is it the fact that it's eight players and maybe takes a little longer? It's, it's actually a great, great question. First of all, American does have federation, backgammon federation, USBJF, and it, they, they do own the American Backgammon Tour, which is a series of like 16 tournaments, you know, around, around the year where the- In the States? In the States. Big tournaments? Yeah, yeah, they're like two, two in Vegas, you know, one in New York, not as big as poker. And, the and I think, again, it's just my opinion, mm -hmm. but I think the main reason is because poker is the game that every American learned from their childhood. They play in the families. They understand also poker has simpler rules than backgammon. It's easier to understand the poker. Uh, you think poker is easier to understand than backgammon? Yeah, because, really? because, because they all play from the childhood. I mean, it, it takes a little bit of more of a skill, at least on, 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 the, on the amateur level, to understand what's going on over the board. Right? I can see that. Also, also poker is also you know was built on, on a lot of money involved in tournaments. Uh, nothing you know, and I still think that backgammon can go through the same path. You think it can go through yes, the same path? Yes, and big okay. big part of the All poker right. elite actually comes from backgammon. I told you like uh, one of my friends, like Eric Seidel, you know, one of the best tournament players in poker. He used to be. Full I talked time. to Phil Helmut. He talked about yes. backgammon. He, yeah, he, he, pl he, he played it in childhood. Yeah, he, he played in childhood. Yeah, he told Phil, me Phil, about Phil Ivy knows how to play backgammon. Like uh, wow, Phil Ivy. Yes. Phil Ivy knows yeah, how to play yes, backgammon. Yes, he took backgammon lessons. Yes, he knows how to play. So, I'm just saying, big part of the poker elite, you know, comes from backgammon, and they know how to play. Like Dale Harrington and some other. Famous poker player. Now let me ask you. Interesting. Why'd you do it that way? Did you keep it out so if sixes and five comes, you don't have to waste? Because wow, six, what a move six. you just made. Yes. No, that's a, that's, that's a, it's so a, it's a great recognition from you. So it means that you understand the game. Unbelievable what you just did. Yeah, okay. I'm saving sixes. Yes, so uh, I don't have so to run that. That is so amazing. So you are allowing me to run out of my yeah. sixes versus yours. So if I get yeah. a six and a one, I'm screwed. You, you leave a shot immediately. It doesn't mean you're going to lose the yeah, but yeah, but you're about to lock it up. You lock it up. I'm done anyway. Okay, but that's my chance. Yeah, I see what you're so. Before we go more into the game and you, Goldman, because I'm really curious about your mind with Goldman Sachs, because investments, I mean, we're in the world, so I want to know what you're thinking about, but walk me through what it was like for you as you, you know, you grew up in Russia, you grew up in a government that was communism. A lot of people never lived in a communistic country. They don't know what it is. There's some parts of it that sounds like it's noble. There's some parts of it that doesn't. And now you live in America, you work for Goldman Sachs which is like the epitome of capitalism. And for me, from Iran coming here, what was it like for you growing up in a communistic nation? My feeling always is that it's two completely different, like almost separate lives, you know, that n not one is not continuation. Yeah, you played. Yeah, I played it wrong. Yes. Yeah, you're right. 
so one is not continuation of, of another, I, and rather it's completely separate lives. Because it's, it's, it's almost surreal to think that in, in the lifetime of one person, you can have, you know, like grew up in, in a communist country when every morning you start from uh, listening to the uh, political propaganda even starting from the very early age in what, school. What do you mean by like, what did it look well, like? like? So, we, for we, example. We would come to the school, right? And they would, we would have to line up. And that would be beginning of the school, school day, right? Everybody would line up in a big, big room. Uh, and and uh, some political uh, propaganda, like school dedicated person, would give us an uh, overview of the political day that happened before, would say something like, oh, United States, you know, just did these bad things again and this, and we, we stopped them here. It was just like a pure propaganda thing, you know, it's almost like 1984, you know, one of mm -hmm. my favorites, by the way. And, and they just, uh, you know, they try to put uh, certain things in your mind, like brainwash you, you know, like it's just, uh, so to make, to make some kind of a zombie out of you. And then suddenly, out of nowhere, from the top, it was not even a revolution from the bottom, right? Soviet Union just collapsed on itself mostly from the top. They just told us in like 1989 that we don't have the same country. Uh, it's not socialism anymore, it's suddenly democracy. We were all watching this uh, amazing TV production, which used to be so filtered, where people would go to like a new Congress, would gather and actually discuss the real issues, you know, like real democracy started. And it was like the biggest hit on TV that I ever saw, because the whole country was watching those political debates and couldn't believe that their own, you know, eyes that it's actually happening. Wow. And this is under Gorbachev, right? Yes, yes, it's 1989. So, and, and for a few years, it was like a very surreal time. We still, we still had no idea what the money is, what real job mm -hmm. is, but at least discussion started about where the country would go. Mm -hmm. uh, and also the border op borders open, right? We, we used to not be able to travel anywhere. And suddenly when I'm still- well, What does that mean though? You say it so normally, like you right. know, to somebody that doesn't know, you will not be able to travel anywhere. You couldn't leave Russia. Not just, not only leave Russia, even, even inside Soviet Union, you will pretty much would have a place where you would be, uh, you would have to live permanently. You can't just freely change the city unless you would find a job and somebody uh, on communist party, uh, party would approve your move, you know, movement. It was not a free, free movement inside its own country, but let, let, let alone the overseas. So yeah, you could not travel freely overseas. That would be impossible. <laughs> Right. And suddenly, like, when I was 19, everything changes, right? It's like in the movie, you know, it's impossible to believe. We, our generation, my generation, is so, so lucky because we got a taste of this, like, uh, old country, you know, we, we, which had its own, like, um, advantages, you know, like, uh, education was very good, for example, right? Medicine was free w for Was everybody. it really? Was yes. it really? So yes. you are saying it was really good? Yes, because it helped me, right? That's, that's, pa that's part why I succeeded. I mean, you went to St. Petersburg, right? right? So Th yeah, that's why part of why I succeeded coming here, mm. right? But at the same time, there was no opportunity, right? No opportunity to make money, no internal competition. So what's the motivation, though? I mean, if there's no, there no was competition, no so why would you even go to school, though? It was, it was like almost like, first of all, uh, if you don't go to school, you may be prosecuted. So there was a system w where everybody have to go through the same process. So was it so almost like a system that was forced? Yeah, that's yeah. what I was going to say. They forced Not you true. to do a lot of things. Pretty much everything. Pretty much everything was forced. Would you consider yourself, at one point, you loved the system? Like you were diehard Russia, no. communism? Were no. you ever Actually, or no? I, I, myself, never. 
But I was very different all the time. You know, I was from a Jewish family, and we were always like they, they called them dissidents, right? W w which means people who have different opinion. Mm -hmm. There were very s small minority of the country who have those different opinions, but we were one of them, right? We never believed actually the Communist Party. We never followed them. You know, we had relatives in different countries. Actually, my grandmother was living in New York somehow, and and so we knew we had a little bit of information how life. Could you talk to people? Was there phone oh, service oh, to no, talk? No. Let me get this. So phone call, you can't talk to anybody in America. So you can't even find out if America is a great country. No, you, you, could, you could send the letter, but everything was filtered, right? You could not like freely. They, they would open every letter that would they come would to you. They would open every letter every that letter. came in. Yeah, and, and, and would decide whether to oh give it to you gosh. or not. Similar, like we have still countries like that, right? Yeah, I North know. Korea, I mean, for example. But I don't think people fully understand what you like, what that really means. Like imagine you can't, like, like think about how much you hated when somebody opens your letter. Like imagine someone, that's like privacy. Why'd you open my letter, right? No, no one had any privacy, no. That, that, wow. that, that was not, not even in discussion. And at least we, we understood uh, the rules of the game. Uh, many people didn't, and they pay for that. But this new opportunity arises, right? So when the new country and everything started developing very quickly in Moscow. '89. Yeah, yeah. I actually remember that I opened uh, one of the first real estate agencies in Moscow with with two of my friends. Suddenly, we made our first money. We couldn't believe it. We never saw a dollar, <laughs> and suddenly we calculate. I, I remember I was uh, sitting wow. in one of the first banks in Moscow, and you know, calculating like hundred thousand dollars with my hand. It was just like, it was a crazy experience. And then, and then um, my grandmother got, you know, ill in New York. So I came here to look after her. And in the, pro you know, in the process was like learning English, trying to see what I can do here. And I actually found a job as a computer programmer. Another financial company, SunGuard. Mm -hmm. uh, it was a trading system, Brass, at the time. They, were, they actually had about 60%, they handled about 60% of the NASDAQ trades. I worked there for like seven, eight years. And in the process also, I, I finished the master's degree in uh, NYU for financial engineering. Here? Yeah. Now at this point, you're speaking English or yes. no? In Russia, did no, you no, speak English? No, of course. Yeah I, I, yeah, I picked up. Actually, Bagaman helped me to, to pick up That's English amazing. on the street. I, I learned I learn English like a child you know, on the street. I never read books. I never, like, I was just playing Bagaman. They cursed me. And uh, that, that, was, that was my school, you know. I was like <laughs> a Bronx, but yeah, I was like a Bronx kid, you know, That's sitting so over cool. the board, you know, and just like learning. And the learning. only person, you know who he was? Your grandma when he came in. Yeah. Yeah. Unbelievable. Yeah. You know, and, and life development, that's master's degree from, from NYU, actually. That's what opened the door for me to Goldman, you know, where I went through different, you know, few, three, few different departments. And uh, my final one was for the last four years was the electronic market making desk. You know, the market maker is, uh, for people, if they don't know it, that's the financial institution that uh, responsible for providing two side quotes for, you know, if I'm a market maker for Apple, it means that 20, you know, not 24-7, but during the market open, I must provide two-side quote. Usually it's a little bit wider than the market, but at least it ensures the orderly market liquidity. That's what market makers do. Market makers do, they, they provide liquidity to the market. In case of like a big market events, there has to be somebody who would be selling and buying when, when everybody's scared. You know, that's what market, sometimes they pay price for that, but big institutions do that to attract clients. They show that it's a big, you know. So you're dealing with money all the time for 11 years. <laughs> Pretty much, yes. So go going back to Russia, one of the topics Gerard and I talk about a lot is our educational system here that we have in America. How, and I remember math being very big in the Middle East. How much did Russia focus on math? I'm curious because I don't see math being that big of a thing here in America as it was to I the agree. Middle East. What do you think about that? I, I agree, and that's actually, I mean, it's bad for America, but it's a blessing for us. Mm -hmm. Reason is, you know, the math, actually one probably single reason why so many Russians and French people that I know and people from Middle East actually do well in America. I have friends who 
uh, got to the university here, and they were not even like a specializing in math back in, back mm -hmm. in Russia. They were just okay. But compared to the average student here, they were so good, they were tutoring, and the university would give them free education just because they help other students with math. Yeah, I think the math education here is um, pretty sad, you know, it, 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 has to, it has to be improved. And you believe that, because you remember like in, in Russia, math was like uh, oh, it's very early. It's, it's everything. You know, sometimes you hear people saying things like, uh, yeah, I'm just not a math person, you know, or I'm just not no, this. Yeah, I know, and, and uh, it, uh, math is really, it's not like people think of math as like such a sophisticated uh, discipline. It's not. It's really pretty simple key to all more sophisticated sciences like physics, like chemistry, you know, but math is a key. It's a tool which helps you to figure, figure out things, and without having like a simple tool, Life is not the same, you know, you just, you, you go back to mi middle ages, you know, you have to be, you know, we have to move forward. And that's what America is good for. They attract all the people like me and you, you know, to, who willing to work and who, who can help it to move it forward. Do you remember the day you came to America? Absolutely. So tell me first, about it. First time, actually. That's funny that you ask, because it was a September 29, 1995. And why I also remember that it was the first time I was flying and I was, we were flying from Moscow through Amsterdam, and it was a two-decker, and I was like amazed, like, I never, never saw such, th such thing before. Yeah, it was actually very surreal, you know, just to land. What was your first thing, like, because I remember, like, for me, when I came to America, my first naive reaction, it was November 28, 1990. And when you, I you remember came, the date I remember well. vividly. I remember the date. I remember it, you said September 25th. Uh, 29. 29, 1995. 1995. Yeah, for me, November 29, 1990, when I landed, okay, the, the innocent eyes, like I was looking for Rocky. I'm like, where is Sylvester Stallone? Really? <laughs> so was I had no, I had no idea what, what to look for, really. I had no clue. Because, see, at the time when me and you moved, information didn't flow through, through the countries as freely That's as right. now. We, we, we keep forgetting, but the cell phone, my first cell phone actually wasn't even my first year in America. It was 1999 when I got my first job in Sangard. They actually gave me the job, uh, you know, cellular phone. That was my first mobile phone. Internet, everything, you know, it, it's actually, you know, developed over the last 15, 20 years. Mm -hmm. Before then, information didn't flow as freely between the countries, you know. We didn't know much about the world. You know how sometimes you hear uh, people say white privileges if you're born in America and you're white, yeah, white privileges. I had this debate <laughs> three days ago in Argentina, okay, with this guy, a good friend of mine, Chris, and he says, Patrick, you know, you got to realize America, you know, don't you think there's white privileges? And I said, you know, honestly, I think in America there's immigrant privileges. He says, what do you mean? I says, I think I have an edge over you. And he says, what do you mean by that? I said, I said you don't realize how amazing your country is. I know how amazing this system is. Mm -hmm. I know how this is, can change my I, life. Sometimes that, that's my words forget. to many people. Yeah. I Sometimes people forget. So for you, you know, you've seen communism, you've seen capitalism. In what ways do you see the form of economy of capitalism you know, in what ways for yourself, from your eyes? Because many people can read about it, but you've lived both lives. Right. And it's not like you left uh, Russia when you were two years old. Absolutely. You left when you were, you know, in your 20s. So you lived there for a while. It's not like you don't know what the difference is, right? What are the biggest differences for you? From you growing up in a place where you can watch TV, phones, nothing, controlled. Your father worked at a company with 5,000 employees reporting your father. So a person like that in America would be making a million dollar year income. He was very, CEO. he was a really poor guy. And he's a really poor guy. And then you we come have to nothing. America. Yeah, what was the biggest difference for you seeing that? It's just like, it's really a couple of very simple things, you know, which you can only appreciate when you have background like mine and yours, right? Freedom of travel and opportunity. That's what really it is, you know, mm. that's what it comes to, right? And that's what socialism or, or communism takes away from you. That's why I'm actually a little paranoid, 
You know, anytime I hear socialism, new socialism or any socialism, I get scared. You know, I, I, I like I have a difficult time to support anything that have now that have the, having this background that have socialism in it. It, g- it gives you anxiety as well. Yeah, it gives me anxiety yeah. as well. Yeah, I'm just I want to run. The things that socialism takes away from you is 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 the opportunity to be uh, the person that you can be both professionally and personally really to say things that you want to say, to travel, mm-hmm. to actually know the world, mm-hmm. you know, because we have very short life. Yeah. People don't realize our life is so, so short, you know, and it's only one. I know people, some people believe it's more than one, but I do think it's one. As many things, you, you want to, first of all, to be able to reach your potential, right, and to see different things. And unless you learn different cultures and see different places and, and have a, this opportunity to, to reflect, those cultures on you, I think it's very difficult to, you know, y- your limit is very low, you know, if you live in your own small bubble. So how does somebody that hasn't uh, experienced what you've experienced, right? right. What, you know, we, you lived in Russia, you know the difference. How does somebody who's in America that thinks we should go to maybe a system closer to Europe or mm-hmm. all of that stuff, how can they know the difference? Can they read a book? Could they much more, watch mu- a movie? Much more difficult. Uh, it, it is difficult when you're not experiencing yourself. Like I said, I mean, like there are books, of course. I mean, you can read, you know, I mean, like I said, 1984 is my favorite one, but mm-hmm. it's, it's extreme, of course. It's, it's utopia in this book, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. We, we, normal countries don't go to that kind of level. But we can also observe, right? We can, people like to bring uh, some good example of socialism, which is like no- Northern Europe, like Denmark or Sweden. Yes. I've been to, the, like, I'm a world traveler because of back. I mean, I mean I you were just in Moscow three, year, three days ago. Yes, yes, yeah. Moscow and Spain and, and Canada. And I, I, I've been to Denmark many times. I have good friends from Denmark and Sweden, those two countries that usually been brought as an example of uh, great things, you know, like socialism bring. Actually, people not that, you know, people who live there currently, you know, I don't think they're that happy with the, you know, uh, the way can their country develop. Though, and also I think it's very difficult to compare small country, you know, with a mononation, pretty much like Denmark or Sweden, with a big uh, multinational, com- you know, country like mm-hmm. Russia or, or America. I think mm-hmm. we, you know, we need to develop our own system. Also, we can look at the negative examples like Venezuela, actually like Brazil now a little bit too, you know, which is about- They got some political stuff going on right yeah, now. Yeah, which, new which president they're looking at. Yeah, yeah, which is which is like uh, way, way on the right, you know, guy would I would never vote for. But the reason he actually even came to picture is because the dissatisfaction that, that, that the country have with, uh, you know, with economical uh, development that been brought by, you know, pro-socialist governments and everything. But again, it's, it's my position, you know, like I said, I'm, no, I'm, not, I'm not a political person at all, but from, from experience, yes, I'm, yeah, I'm, always curious, I'm pro-capitalism. You know, anytime I see somebody, uh, if you want to roll the dice, anytime I see somebody that's from, uh, 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 you know, Russia or any of that environment, I ask myself, what was the reasoning for coming? Do you like, do you not like? I had a person, I was, uh, she was my shopper at the Nordman, uh, Nordstrom's. And we would always get along. We'd always talk. Mm-hmm. And she would always, we were always fascinated about e- uh, by each other. And she had a son that was 24 years old. And I would say, so tell me, uh, what do you think about, uh, 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 I'm sorry, what do you think about, so tell me why. Why is that a good move? Because, because I'm getting closer for 5'5 five five or 5'6 five versus... Because you're still a little bit ahead in the race, yeah. which means you just you don't want to have contact. You want to yeah. just bring safely your checkers around yeah. a, a, and move them out. I'm looking more for contact because I was behind in the race. Though the race is much closer now than Much it was. closer now. Yeah. So that's why it's actually debatable Con- now. You can actually cover the ace and, and just wait for my six just to get the shot yourself. Yeah. It is closer now. But you still you still ahead in the race. So I think it is a correct move. It'll be interesting. And you're still holding me here. Yeah. It's not that easy to run for me. So yeah, because if you get you you get a six, unless I roll six single. five, 
Six five, it's done. That's good. You're Not out. done, but I, You're I done. run. Yeah. Just because I have to. So, uh, uh, and he gets speaking the six five. <laughs> speaking, <laughs> speaking of the devil. Yeah. <laughs> when you are as good as you, you can call this stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I know it's scary. You know, when good player can call the number. Are you serious? That's okay. the scariest thing. So I asked her, I said, what did you like about Russia? And she says, honestly, I miss communism. I said, why do you miss it? She says, because there was a big community aspect to it. We would always be together all the time. And nobody was driven by money. So it was about family. It was about us spending time together. In America, you're so competitive that you don't have any time to spend time with your family. This was the element, she said, where I said, you know, maybe that's a, a good argument to make on that side. But uh, she said, yeah, in Russia, we'd come home, we'd have food together, we'd hang out together, we'd go fishing together. But then she would, I said, so do you now believe in capitalism? She says, I'm mixed now, I'm in the middle. There are some elements I like because they kept our family together, now my family is divided. You know, it all depends on the personal story, right? Always, like life doesn't have simple answers. Like in Russia, by the way, and in some of the Eastern Europe too, not just in Russia, uh, communism or socialism makes a little bit of a comeback. You know, there are some of the pro-socialist parties that, that gain more votes now, like even in like Pre-Baltic and Latvia, you know, which used to be very, very uh, anti-Soviet. Okay, seems like I'm going to kill you now. But, <laughs> you know, so, but it's normal, you know. You, should, you shouldn't take it. No, 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 you came, that, that, that's... So you put in the yes, four now. Yeah, because I think I'm ahead in the race now. I think D you double, are ahead double, of the race. Actually, but by, by sizable amount. Yeah, because I have a lot of six. You we, have, we, no, have, you we have two checkers off. But yeah, you got to lead, though. You see, pe people who play backgammon, they actually can calculate so-called pips. Right? Okay. So every every spot on backgammon yeah. is a pip, one pip. Okay. So the way I count this race, right? So we have both two checkers yeah. off, which means we have same amount checkers left on the board, right? So I would compare... Uh, you know, our positions geometrically. For example, on the six point, this is a six point, right? You have three extra checkers compared to mine, and I have three extra checkers on the three point, mm -hmm. which means I'm up nine pips. Mm -hmm. Three by three mm -hmm. is nine. Mm -hmm. Rest looks the same except for this checker and this checker, another three pips. Mm -hmm. So I'm up 12 pips. That's a lot. Which in this position is a lot. It's, it's a, a clear lot. Yeah. So the way I'm looking at it is I'm going 24, 39, that that's how I'm doing it. But you're doing it faster the way you did that's it. Yours was faster. Yes, because when you're playing so for you money, like you, you don't want to show that you counted like, pips. Got it. So you want to do it seamlessly, like, like you're just having fun. So the way you did it was seamless. So right. I have to take it, right? Because if I don't take it, 12 is a big number. I have to get sixes. That'd be six number 24. You get a five, six, 11. Then we're even. The chances of that, I'm gonna t I, I'll right. take the one. So you should pass it. You should say that's it. I am passing. Yeah. You should say, but you, you know, for, for the sake of the game, just for fun. Okay, you know, we yeah, can let's continue. play. So 6-2, okay. Ah, that's a good six, one. 6-5. <laughs> You're closer. 4-1. Right. Let's see what happens here. 6-5. Six, 6-5, five. Five, well, well, I caught Patrick, up, and now Patrick, it's even, right? Patrick, I'm Grandmaster, not you, so you can't beat <laughs> me. Stop it. Stop it right now. So, so... A part of it has to be also smack talking, right? Because grandmasters right. are also professional right. smack talkers. Yeah, we don't want to end this game end up like this, you know, Habib versus you know Connor, <laughs> you know, it just like you know, Russia. Those, comes those Russians, out you, know, <laughs> you don't, you know. Oh my <laughs> gosh! So I'm hoping you get a three-one, right? That's what I'm hoping for. Two-one, that kind of works. Yeah. All right. So here, oh, there you, you go. You, so by the way, you missed the point. You sh you should give me eight cube. Just before this, tell roll, me why. Were, oh, now you're a huge favorite, right? So now, before this double four, before before you roll, you give me eight because I would not take it anyway. Got but it. by not giving it, what, what what you're risking is you can roll something, you know, like taking two checkers off, right? And I can get lucky. I can roll like double four, four yeah. and win the game. You shouldn't give me the chance. But you wouldn't even give you the chance. I, 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 I know. Would course, you have taken it or you would have not taken it? I could not take it. I it was got just it. Like no okay. Chance, so. Got it. 
But okay. you won four points. So I got four points. Okay, that was interesting. Uh, I'm pissed off already, but that's okay. <laughs> just, you watch this movie, Big Short, and it tells you what's going on with the market back in 08, you know, the 07, where they're selling a paper on the back end, and it's Negam, Negam, Nina, no income, no asset, no income, no asset, no in- But it seems like we're going back to that a little bit. I see some of the stuff that some of the bad habits are creating again today. You, some say they're bullish about the market. A lot of people are afraid of the market. Where are you at with everything that you're watching? I'm probably more on the cautious side right now. Really? So, yeah, I mean, actually recently myself, I, I've been very aggressively invested for years, uh, including my, you know, 401ks and everything. And uh, recently I, I actually started taking more uh, cautious approach, which doesn't mean that... Uh, How recent is recent, by the way? Uh, actually weeks, within the weeks. Oh, so this I, is I, I like... Made, I made my investment changes, yes. Uh, part of this uh, midterm elections, of course, November, because any political changes, you know, bring, bring uh, risk to, to, to the marketplace. Uh, also, the market been uh, up for so long, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, I know how. Like, and also, I'm thinking that the tax changes that been made and a positive effect for an optimism for market maybe you know been already taken into account. Also, you know, with instability around the world, you know, with like oil price, you know, the situation in the Middle East, the oil prices a little bit up. You know, I think maybe gold gonna do well over. I don't know, not a year, but maybe five years because. You know, as, as a safe one of the safe instruments, uh, but uh, yeah, I'm, I'm just I, I, I'm more in ba- in bonds now. Like I said, I don't know when the you know correction or crisis may happen, uh, but uh, I, I do think that it's more of a chance of a downside currently than an upside. Or yeah. when I say currently, I mean next year or two. Next year or two. Yeah. So you think the midterm elections after it goes, let's just say, it goes favorably in some ways? Would you go back in equities again a year from now? Could you? I, I, possibly? Possibly. But I think n- now it, it, it's worse to be on the safe side. Let me ask you, is there any possibility of a crash, like an OA type of crash? Like the kind where we went from 11 to 6, you know, with a down drop and everybody was going from a 401k to a 201k, if you remember those days? I, I think it's more of a chance of like a, a normal size of correction, you know, like Got within it. 5, 10%. But you ask me, is it possible that it will be some crash? Yes, I mean, it, it is possible. I mean, we have we have certain areas where where uh, you know, like a, like a student debt, for example, you know, where where uh, certain you know, like the pro- pro- problems are growing doesn't mm-hmm. mean that they cannot mm-hmm. be solved, and we don't know. It all depends, like how it w- all works together. You know, if 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 problem starts in certain area, you know, it may maybe just magnified by certain events. You know, uh, God knows. I mean, like. Uh, Terrorist acts, you know, like a war in the middle. Yeah, that's a different story. You know, like so, yeah. like I'm just saying, yeah. and then and then, and then the, those you know things which we used to live with, you know, which we used to think, you know, kind of think, okay, it's normal, like it's amount of the student debt, mm-hmm. you know, or, mm-hmm. or car loans or or whatever, you know, suddenly start play playing much bigger role than it was before, you know, just because it's already you know the marketplace already have an issue. Right and, and and like like I just said, you know, and when market goes up for 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 so, so, you know so so long, and with such a huge optimism, in the same time, economy seems like a in in a pretty decent place right now in terms of like unemployment and you know and, and general consumer optimism, though still not enough of the well-paid jobs. You know that's one of the concerns, right? So the most of the added jobs are more like a low-paid, low mm-hmm. and 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 it still doesn't look very good for me, middle class. Because the most of the jobs that been created, you know, either high high paying job or, or low paying job, you know, not so much in the middle. And I think United, you know, like economy of the United States still very much depend on how uh, well the middle class feel. 
So, so that may be a little bit yeah, more concerning. So it's interesting you said uh, uh, college loans. So, you know, the, the part that made the Big Short movie such a good book was the fact that there was a Billy Bean money ball aspect to it. I don't know if you know who Billy Bean is. You may know him. Billy Bean was the predictive analytics guy in baseball that changed the face of the game from Oakland A's, they focused on on-base percentage rather than home runs or any of that stuff. So how there was an idea to say, this formula is going to work. We don't have to pay the best players. Let's get guys at on-base percentage, right? So the part that Big Short that makes it interesting to a guy like me is they were able to find markers. Like the guy goes and looks at every loan and says, this thing is in default. This thing is back three months. This thing is back two months. So there's two different kinds of crashes. The one kind of crashes, 9-11 happened. I started off Morgan Stanley Dean Widow on 9-10 a day before 9-11. So that's the kind of a crash. You wake up in the morning, market's down 800 points. You, don't, you can't control that. Absolutely. That can happen anytime, though, yeah. under any president, right? The part I'm asking about a guy like you that's faced 40 million to 50 million trades a day you know, for 11 years with 19 other guys, 20 total guys with you together, do, is there a marker that you had a Goldman Sachs guy you study to say these are the three things to look out for that could completely be a disaster for a big market crash to happen? And if yes, are you aware of any of those things today or not really today? First of all, I don't have those exact markets as you described. I just look at overall health of the economy. Okay. You know, if I see one thing like like amount of loans, for example, you know, if, if, if just like, you know, like remember the, the, those mortgages, you know, if, if it's just uh, the standards of like giving mortgages, you know, go, going going lower and lower, you know, or the amount of student loads, you know, like. 1.4 trillion. Exactly. You think that can have an effect on the economy? Of course, it, it, like it is, a, it, it, it is a bad market. Again, how important it is compared to the size of the economy now doesn't seem to be important, you know, or, or, or the one event that would bring the market down. But again, like it's all in combination, right? Mm. When you have other factors, you know, all, all together, so they, they, they may play in, in negative role. And uh, what I can say about all financial company and companies, right? Because I, from inside, and I know people been very concerned about the practices of financial company, and we've seen bad stories even even after the financial crisis. Not just Goldman, right? The Wells Fargo, right? Remember their accounting disaster? Of course, yes. Was, was a, yeah, massive. Yeah, was Elizabeth was a, Warren went after them. Yes. Absolutely, but still, from inside, I can tell you. And I was in the middle of the, like trading, you know, mm-hmm. which is like mm-hmm. uh, you know, it's many more rules now, many more compliance, many more people like managers and looking in the mirror much more than they used to. It's no it's not just the profit anymore. You know, they just they're You're much more the responsible. broker dealer world. Yeah, like yeah. the securities world. Yeah. Yeah. They they just much more responsible yeah. and conscious of the overall health of the company. And, and and also they have in mind now whether we do right thing or wrong thing for a client. So client first. You know, that used to be said, but now it at least in Goldman I believe that's that's the true mentality, at least within the world that I was well, the fines dictate that it's being enforced more today than maybe 20 years ago. I think Absolutely. you would agree with that. Absolutely. Yeah. But still, again, you know, the excess in any areas, you know, like I said, like whether it's a student law or like, you know, you have to be like in the middle, like I'm not part of the process, like, for example, who verify these mortgage loans and everything. seems to me that real estate prices keep going up mm-hmm. at very uh, rapid pace, which it could be concerned by itself too. It could be developing another bubble, you know, and I don't know the standards of, of the like given mortgages at what level they are now, maybe they needs to be, you know, they needs to be revisited. If all the people who get those mortgages actually, 
you know, prudent and, and, and can pay them, or it's just been given just for uh, to grow the business and to get more bonuses and everything. That's always should be a concern, you know. And that's the one of the drivers for real estate prices. With your permission, is it is it Absolutely. me? Okay. Yeah. Go ahead. Are there any major concern you have? Um, with currently, when you look at the debt that we have in America, right? Do you have any major concerns you look with how one day, how one day we're going to have to pay this two hundred trillion dollars back? I'm, I'm actually more concerned that it's going to be uh, more than this amount, you know, because it's growing. Lot. That's exactly. So it yeah. seems like every president that we get lately. Uh, regardless of which side of party he belongs to, actually benefit to the big growth of this national mm -hmm. debt. Whether they say they're going to do the, you know, like a uh, responsible fiscal policy or not, they still like have so many promises they make during campaign mm -hmm. that, that 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 grows. So yeah, I think it's def definitely a concern. Again, if if American economy will will keep growing, and then then uh, the amount of debt compared to the size of the of the, of the uh, you know of the economy may not be as significant, but if economy start contract at any point, you know, the size of economy, and if it's unemployment will start going up, all those things will come together, yes, it will become a problem. But again, I, I don't think it's a problem right now, because uh, that's how that's how American economy been built, and you know, that's the difference between United States and Europe, right? We lend a lot, lend the money, I mean, we borrow a lot, and we, we, you know, we, we, we grow through our, you know, internal consumers. And that brings the debt, too. But still, some areas needs to be looked at. Definitely the, the student loans. You know, I'm getting really lucky right now. I don't know if this you're is, watching this. This is yeah, very yeah. abnormal how lucky I'm no, getting. No, no, this, this, this is the best number you have. But, you know, and it is, it is a concern, of course. Okay. So did you guys pay attention? Did you at all pay attention to school loans? Like, is that a marker that Goldman pays attention to? No. I'm sure certain departments, yes, but again, on my role... You realize how strange this is? Yeah. You're ruling well. doesn't mean you're going to win. Don't, no, don't, that doesn't don't mean get, I'm going to win because... Don't, don't get too high. Yet. No, I know I'm not. <laughs> I, you get 1-6. You, you're still locked this place up, so... Regardless how you play here, by the way, you have to leave a shot anyway. This shows that I'm not playing that aggressive on this move. But that's your best move. I know it is. I mean, if I hit you... Yeah, because, because, because it will be more... If you hit me, it will be more shots. Yeah. Yeah, it's actually your checker play, and that's actually one of the signs of the of the player who grew up playing backgammon from Middle East. Usually, they don't understand the cube, but their checker player is pretty decent. Mm, so I should have put this down already because I had no, no, I got it. No, no, I, I didn't mean it particularly. Yes. No, before double six, it was still not cube. Okay, so you did fine here. Okay, but I'm just saying. So your, your checker play is actually very, you know, it's 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 good. Interesting. Thank you. You, you, you have a good feel for position. I, I, I got to thank my dad for it. Yeah, absolutely. So let me ask you, before I roll the dice, are you asking, if this guy gets a 6-1, it's over. I'm hoping this guy gets a 3-4. Yeah, I, already, I, I know exactly you know, before you roll what, before, what I don't want you to roll. Are yes. you three <laughs> ahead or just one ahead? Like in one. Ba in backhand one, like in chess, it chess is be three few, or four, few, yeah. few moves. Okay. Here, be, you, can, you can't predict what's going to happen. That's why you cannot be more than one. I got but it. I can see my position is dead here. Got so it. I don't have to be like, you know, I don't need to look five ahead. There is no, there I'm is just curious because, you know, you, you, didn't, you didn't just go from being a, you know, guy that played, like you were interviewed one time and a guy asked mm -hmm. you, says, I'm so jealous about guys like you that you go from playing part-time to all of a sudden become one of the best in the world. How do you do that? Actually, first of all, a lot of work too. I work on backgammon, right? I play like one match every day at least. Plus, I told you I have students. What is a match, by the way? Is a Ma match, match up to match, five match. or matches up to how many? What what ma difference between match and money game? Money game doesn't have a uh, that doesn't have a uh, like end point, right? It does. We don't play till like eleven. A match does, regardless if it's a five points, eleven points, or nine points. It does have an end point. 
That's the difference between match and a money game. Money game is just open-ended game. It's plus or minus, right? You don't play, like match, for example, if you play till five, I can beat you five, four, right? In a money game, that would mean just plus one. Got it, I got it. So let's so play in a thousand money, dollars, I owe you a right, thousand right, bucks. Right, exactly. Money is got just it. plus and minus. So money you're playing plus minus, but if you're playing, to is tournament like the money type or is no. a tournament the tournament five, is four? always matches. So how many matches do I play to advance? Are you? If you play like world championship in Monte Carlo, like you probably would have to win eight matches to become a world champion or eight long matches, like usually 19 points. 19 means 19 to seven or 19 to yeah, seven? Yeah, two, two 19. So whoever reaches 19. 19, yes. Okay. 19, sometimes to 18 too. So I have to beat eight different people up to 19. Yeah, and never lose, yeah, like, and never lose. In a row. Never lose eight in a row. Right, that's right. insane, I mean, right. that's crazy. This is like- a, At least poker you can, you know, it's like a tennis grand slam, right? You have to win like seven, I think seven yeah. matches. So it's, it's same it's, identical it's thing. Similar to that. Very interesting. So what do you think about my opening move? Three two, I did. Is that a decent opening it move? It is because typically so some it, do two three here. In money game, I would do this. Again, first of all, opening move is not that important because the difference between them is very uh, small, okay. and it's more like a style wise. So this is like a more aggressive play because it it, it, it creates more opportunities for you to make important points, but also it, it gives me more opportunity to hit you. So it has upsides and it have downsides like everything in life. Yeah, so six, four, six, so three hits this, this is more five, risky, four hits this. Right, but it's in the same time, But in the money aggressive. game, you're doing it. Yes, definitely. Yeah. So what's your opening favorite thing? I've read one, three, I've read some three, people. One. Three, one is the by far the best. Tell me why though, I don't Because, because it's just a five point is the best point to make. So one of the things I, I read about you is the fact that you come back after your games and you run it up and you study your own. Do you really do that? Do I, I can, you know, when I play serious match, even if yeah. it's like like five hour match, 19 point match, right? When I'm in a good shape and I really pay attention to what I was doing, usually I can come back home and without any recording, I can restore every move that happened from my memory in the game. Chess players do that too. I used to play chess in my childhood, like until I was 15. I used to play blind, you know, like a blindfolded mm -hmm, chess. Mm -hmm. So it's not, it's not um, very unusual for, for the top players to do that. Like, if you go like best chess players in the world, they can restore most of, the ga of their games too. Just, it's, it's a function of the memory, yes, in the memory. That's what I do in background, like every move I can, if, if I really thought about the moves that were sitting there, I can go back home and I remember all key positions and I can wow. sometimes go move by move. Can you kind of walk me through the educational system in Russia? So first grade, second grade, you know, high school, college, is it the format similar to America, like 12th grade and an associate's degree, bachelor's, master's, PhD? How, how, how similar are we? And in what areas is Russian educational system better than ours? At least the one you, you experienced. But that's a, that's a, that actually was my first comment, right? The one that I experienced is very different the, from the one that exists now. Today. Absolutely. So today is more westernized? Absolutely. Got it. Russia is a very interesting place. Uh, it's, it's one of the, actually it's very similar to the Europe in a way that they don't like America. Like if you, if you listen to TV. Still. Yeah. Not still. Actually, now it's probably at its highest. Wait a minute, so more now than 30 years ago? After Gorbachev time, since oh, I, I, 1989, got it. Got it. now the anti-American rhetoric is probably it. at, at its highest. But it's, it's not a unique place, right? A lot of places in the world, people don't like America, even some of our Why do you think friends. that is? Is it because nobody ever likes number one? Is that yeah, kind of the idea? Absolutely. Yeah. No, pe pe people don't like successful, don't like strong. But uh, why is because, you know, they, they, 
they think that we just, you know, we just decide for them, or I mean, we, United States, decide some things for them. I said, but without us, you, you couldn't do that. You don't have really army, you know, like, or serious army to, you know, to face the challenges of, of, of today. But it, like I said, yeah, like you said, they just, people don't like number one. People don't like uh, strong and powerful. And, um, you know, that's, that's the main reason, I think. That's interesting. So uh, uh, America, I read a stat that America has, um, f I think it's 40 million immigrants. And the number, I don't know if you know this, the number two country in the world for immigration is Russia. I had no idea. Did you know that? Number one is- In 40, America? Uh, no, America's number one. That oh. attracts the most people that want to come live. Okay. But Russia's number two at 11 million. Why is that? I, I, I'll explain it. It's not a true immigration, really. This is mostly Russian-speaking people. You see, what happened to Soviet Union, right? It mm -hmm. used to be 15 republics. And they disintegrate, right? Became 15 different countries. So Russia became Russia. But also in many of those countries, Russian-speaking people or even Russian native people that moved to those countries because Soviet Union sent them there for like work or something, they just appear or, or start living in, the, in a place which become probably less friendly to like a Russian language, for example, to Russian culture. And even felt like they are... Russia probably, you know, didn't play a good role in them being part of Soviet Union, sometimes took them by force, like like Litva, Latvia, and Estonia, those countries mm -hmm. being, you know, came to Soviet Union not by the will, but by the, you know, agreement that Stalin, you know, wrote, you know signed with Hitler uh, in 1940. So not everyone in Soviet Union were equally happy uh, to be in the Soviet Union, right? So, so Russian... So Russian population in those countries after the disintegration of Soviet Union uh, found itself in not always in, in the best situation. So they, they move to, they move sometimes back to Russia from, from some of the Asian republics and like that Tajikistan. that counts as an immigrant Absolutely. for the stat. Yes. So that's how they're calculating. That's, 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 that's what these numbers come from. Yeah. So because, because it's not like a immigration from like normal immigration to Europe from like Africa or Asia. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. No, it's, it's mostly Russian-speaking people. I read somewhere when uh, Reagan was having a conversation one time with Gorbachev and Gorbachev said, hey, what can we do uh, in Russia to improve things uh, like in America? And he said, look, everybody in your country drives the same car. Everybody in your country wears the same clothes, same underwear. Everybody has the same thing. You got to let people compete and you got to let them really go at it. And that true. wasn't happening. Today, Russia has a lot of billionaires today. There's yeah. a lot of people making money today. Now, obviously, you know, you always hear about the KGB, KGB yeah. and all these yeah. other things. But uh, uh, it's amazing what capitalism done to a country like Russia today. It's actually very interesting. That was my s second part of my thought that first, uh, on the surface, Russia doesn't like America a lot. In the same time, if you look at the Russian development over the last 10 years, especially under Putin, by the way, over the last 10 years, first move, by the way, today that I didn't like that you made. So tell so me what you, you would have gone 5-1? Oh, I would have gone 1-5. First of all, this is a great point. I would not just like open up like that because you give two other opportunities to, 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 me, okay. to hit you and, and, and to make point to me. So you would have done what? 1-5? Hit five. And any 5, yeah. Even 5 down. Got it. Five. You would have kept it still here with the 6? Yeah, but I think this point is important to Got keep. Got it. Okay. This is just too, too, too risky. Got it. Okay. But... Um, um, yeah, so in the same time, you know, Russia does everything like America. You know, it hates like today. Ha yes, it hates yeah. it on the surface, but the educational system is actually copied after. They even have now new system, which is very similar to SAT after the school. Soviet Union never had it. And Russians hate it, but they have it. So every student after the school now have to take like SAT type of a test. Have you ever faced off anybody where you said, this guy is, uh, is there any, like, you know how Kobe... 
goes against, you know, some of the players. And LeBron faces Kevin Durant. Is there anybody in your world where you say, this guy I face, the guy is a beast. Is there anyone in your world that's super competitive at shooting? Just to be honest with you, usually that's how I'm viewed, especially in the money game, right? Those two Japanese guys, they're very strong tournament players, you know. But in terms of money, I have, uh, I have a stigma of, like, being feared. Like, like I, I have almost no. I don't blame him. Like, no, nobody really plays me in the world. Like, I like, mean, you start or, or talking. Not, no, and nobody. You look I mean, there are a couple of guys I'm sure uh, that would, you know, you always can find to play. But normally, yes, that that just there is a fear factor, you know, that that plays into that. It's a little bit like, you know, like a Kasparov in chess, when when people just like ex aside from the normal strengths that you have, there is also some some like a some mind. Uh, yeah, some some you know like a. Maybe killer instinct, you know, maybe some, something, something of that nature. Who was Victor in school? Were you an athlete? Were you a competitor? Were oh, you fierce? Inc incredible. Uh, yeah, yeah. First of all, fierce, I wouldn't call fierce. Actually, I was actually a little bit chubby. I, I was fighting my extra weight through the whole school. But at the same time, I was, I was actually very good at sports, surprisingly. I played all kinds of sports. I, I was a, like a semi-professional so soccer, soccer player after the school. When I, I, was grew up, you, what, what? I, I grew up like in like a, probably around, around eighth grade. Before that, like I said, I was a little chubby and was a little shy. But I still did sports and like ping pong, I'm pretty good. Were you super competitive? Yeah, always, yes. In chess too, like when I played my first game in chess, I was like 13, it was a regional junior tournament in Russia. Of course, I lost, and it took like five hours to play the game, and I couldn't leave it. I was just sitting over, over the board, and actually the, the, the tears were, were, were going through my face. It took me many years, actually, to, to learn how to lose. It's actually very, very difficult. I, I still don't want to know how to lose. I want to win, but at least I can understand the uh, complexity of life now and, and, and the fact, and ac accept the fact that I'm not going to win 100% of the time. Does that bother you? Are you like... Uh, maybe, are you, maybe, are you, maybe it's aging, right? I don't know. I mean, no, maybe no, it's I not a good I thing. Th no, I th no, I think... Do you I accept losing? Listen, let me put it to you this way. You're April 1st. My dad's April 10th. I get along with all April... Pe I hire April and October babies too because to me, April people are... Aries is... I can Aries. always count on April babies. I don't know what it is. Aries is good to competitors. Me, yeah, they're, they're perfectionists. Mm -hmm. There's a part of it that's perfectionist. Do you think that's what makes you be obsessed about studying your trends when you go home and you look at it and say, where was the flaw? Was it luck? Was it something I could have done? That one play I should, like the my 5-1 that, that I did, and you caught my 5-1, mm -hmm. you said I should have played this one 5. I do it all the time. Like so you night. do it all the time. I couldn't sleep. If I lose, I, one I, play. I, I, put, I go to bed, and I, I put the match. Like I don't have to put the board, right? I can do it of in course. my mind. So I put, the, I put so and I go through the plays, and, 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 and suddenly it's like, okay, I have to check. Like, I, I wake up, I put it on the computer, mm -hmm. display, display, mm -hmm. check, display, you know, because, because my mind cannot go, go to rest. But uh, in terms of, like, competitive, yeah, I mean, that, that, that's part which, like, first of all, you know, you can become good or best through different ways, right? We look at the champions in different sports or different uh, occupations. And, and they they all different, right? You don't have to be like the same way. You don't have to be like people like to say, oh, you, you are super competitive. But it's just my way, right? It doesn't mean that everybody. I've seen different people, very analytical and calm, and they still were very good, right? So whatever works for you, right? Whatever drives you, whatever. Because it has to be interesting in the end of the day. That's the key, right? We're all children inside. Like if it, it shouldn't be boring. I right? agree with you. I totally agree with right? you. It's, but the, but there is you, you, so ch childlike. You have that childlike competitor yes, is what definitely. you got. I hate I hate I hate losing. I still do. I still do. I don't cry anymore. Hope you know. I hope so. Life to lose. <laughs> not you, not every time. Do you ever have you ever played a match where you said I played perfect? 
you ever say, I've played a perfect game? Many, many times. Seriously? Many times. How do it, that's, that's actually one that would say, I have a friend, you know, named Phil. He's, uh, you know, he's a backgammon teacher too. He would, he would get a kick, you know, that I'm talking about him here. But he says, it's probably tough to be Viktor Ashkenazi because all your life, you actually losing to someone who is worse than you. <laughs> And it's so, it's, it's very frustrating. It's gotta be tough. It's very frustrating, you know, like, you just like, you don't, you don't really lose to somebody better than you. You oh. always lose, to, you think, you know who would say how that? How did I lose? Kobe would say that. Right. And, and, Jordan would say and that. To, uh, and to learn to deal with this, that's, 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 wow. that's internal work. To become a good loser, I'm still not, by the way, yeah. but I'm much, if you ask anybody, they would say, Victor now and Victor 10 years ago is different. Two, two, two different people. Really? Yeah. I can, I can shake the hand. I can congratulate. I can put the even post. Before you wouldn't? Not always. Not always. I, can be, I can be just cursing, you know, like. Really? Yeah, sometimes, yeah. Because, you know, you see a lot of that in poker. Phil Helmuth is a little bit like oh, that. Oh, yeah. He, but he's a brat. I mean, he, he is a brat. Uh, poker yeah. brat, yeah. I, I don't think. I, actually, I could be to that extent. But, yeah, not, not as loud and not as often. What would you think about the move I made? Would you have played the other way, the two, to protect this rather than the, this? Because I, I actually, actually, actually Yeah, it's actually it's a, good, it's, it's a good move you made. I probably would a little bit prefer this because it covers more. More of it? More of it. You know, it gives me six. But I'm not 100% sure. This is a good one because it, it holds. It holds That's this what better. I did. I, it holds am this I better. more concerned yes. about protecting this or I understand. this? Yeah. No. Both of them, if you can, right? But yes, I, I, I like it because this one okay. is, is actually close. So your now. first choice would have been the other way. Yeah. Okay. Just to lock up the three here. But together. I think they're close. Okay. I wouldn't All criticize right. you for this move. Got actually, it. the only how many games we play? Three. Three. The only really play that I hated that you made five, was five one. one. I think yeah. that was bad. But Makes sense. Everything else is just it's debatable Makes at, sense. at worst. The, uh, and by the way, you see, if you made my play, double six would not go from here. That would be close. Got it. Any six. You're right, close. and I would have protected right. this one as well. Right. That, that was a mistake then. No, so I mean, again, I'm a year old, different number, right? It just. So I'm going to lose sleep over that screw up that I just <laughs> made. Screw this thing. I, I can't are you, are you believe I made that mistake. Are you perfectionist? You look like one. I am as well, man. <laughs> I am as well. So, how did you learn finally how to enjoy it? How did you finally learn how to enjoy the game? Because. You know, sometimes when you are, because you seem like the type of guy that you're not going to do anything, you know, to just wing it, to just have fun. I feel like you're the guy that if you're going to say, I'm going to learn this game, I'm learning it to become the best of the best in this, right? So there is a part of madness in it where you, you go through a phase of not enjoying it. Like some people are like, what is wrong with you? You're freaking killing everybody. Why can't you enjoy it? But you still can't. Did you have to? Are you still not there? Or are you finally enjoying the no, game? I always did. Because... Like my sports side is not the only side I have. Like every human being, I'm a c complex person, right? To different people, it's different thing, right? Some some people think it's a math game. Some people think it's something else. To me, it's a music. Music. Why is it a music? Yes, because because I feel like uh, there is a certain harmony within backgammon position, right? And and with this harmony is, uh, you know, when I play when I play position and it feels harmonical every move. Usually, it's also a right move too. It's very interesting, you know. So it does have an internal rhythm and internal harmony, the, the backgammon game, that I really enjoy. And that's what actually makes me a good player because I'm not very mathematical in terms of like, not just mathematical, I don't remember all kind of positions. My approach, to the, game, my approach to the game is more like I develop this internal tool, which you can call a harmonical tool. When I look at the, at the new position for me, the new number, that tool helps me to... To, to find the best best solution at that particular moment. And I think this is the best way to Interesting way to put it. It's like you put the 
it becomes musical because it sounds perfect when you play a great game. Absolutely. Yes. Interesting. A and usually when it looks good or it feels good, it's actually a good move as well. Like this one. I'm just see what you just did. That's very interesting what you just see, did. Instead so, of playing safe. Yeah, right. so you just because, hit because, me because, because, because making the fourth point is very big, right? It, it eliminates this gap in my position in which you can jump. I even like can see, you don't have much of a board yet. I can even tolerate you to hit me on the ace more than you jumping to the four point mm. and jumping out. I want to close it. So, and I, when I close it, I want to start from the best point I can make, which is the four point in this position. In the same time, I want to hit you. I don't want you to roll freely. That's why I hit you loose. So the basic is, if you're going to have each, any one of the ones locked up, the most important is here, least important is here. Right. Just very basic. Yeah, yeah from, from the base. Also, another point is, when your opponent don't have many points made in his yeah. board, your, your point is, you, you can be playing more aggressively. You and can be playing more yes, aggressively. Me, it, because you don't have many points. Yeah, so you, who cares if you're so, open? So because it's I, easy for me to come in. You got right now 66% right. open, right? Is right. that kind of, yeah, do you calculate it that way or no? No, I just know that it's more than 80% for me to come, to come in in this board, you know, if you hit me. So it's got not it. a big deal. Got it. Well, let's see what we're going to do here. I got the three, but the six I'm locked there. Yeah. So I got to come here. Still, you have a good position. I'm not going to cube this because of this two checkers stuck there. So I have to still do something with this guy, hopefully you know, make the three-point like this, you know, what a beautiful oh, Wait a minute, you got hit, right? Oh, I didn't hit you, that's right. Yeah. Okay. One, that two, was three, as four. That's, that was my best number. Wow. Because, because this is a problem, I'm stuck there now. Yeah, I'm not afraid of this now. Game. So now it's a big cube. So yeah. now you're putting that, I'm going to accept it. I'm going to say, meaning I'm going to give you the game. Yeah, because what I'm saying. There's process. no way in the it's world. It's a huge Yeah, process. five on six is 80. The reason is not only percentage of the games that I win, but also it's a lot of gamins. So almost every game that I win here going to be Multiply. Explain to me. Explain to me what you mean. So, okay. for instance, I roll. Mm -hmm. I don't hit. You roll. You go here. Right? Is that what you're going to do right. to me next? No. First, I give you cube. Right? Yes. But what I'm saying is the reason why it's, you can't accept this to the two. You yeah. have to say pass. Is because majority of the games that I win here is white. Like, let's say I win. Of course. I win like 75. But say I do. Almost every game I win is a gammon. So it's not going to be just two points. It's going to be four. That's why it makes it more dangerous for you to take this cube, right? Got it. So let's say I win here 75% of the games. Yep. But more than 60% of those 75 will be gamuts on four. So you're going to lose not two, but four. Got it. That's why it's a big pass. Got it. That was interesting. Yeah, th that, that's what you call an ass whooping, right? right. Uh, that's a good way of putting it right there. No, no, no not this particular game. You, I just won one game out of three or whatever. But yeah. But it, it's a beautiful game. It, it has a lot of variety. It's actually very, very complicated. The people underestimate com complexity of this. People think it's all luck. It's actually not. It's all skill. I like this game because there's math to it. I couldn't get into yeah. chess. Yeah. To me, this Ch is... Chess, chess is too... For chess, you have to study too much. You have to know the openings, you know, just a lot of work. Here, you can just play and develop your style. Is there something... Is there a, is there a number that you definitely don't want to get when you open up the game? Like, do you have a worse... You know, some players in the... Uh, like, you, 210. Doyle loves a 210 to go right. play against people. Right? I don't, I don't is there care. anything where for you opening up, it's like, I hate getting a 5-1? No. I, I mean, it, it's objectively the worst number. What's yes. the worst number to start well, off probably with? Five one probably 5-1. Probably 5-1. Yeah, okay. Yeah, but, but again, it is what it is. So I don't have like favorite. My favorite and my least favorite would be based on my chances after that. Is there a favorite? On just equity. So you're 3-1. 3-1, yeah, of three course, because favorite. it makes the 5-point. Got it. 4-2 is the second one because it makes the 4-point. 6-1 makes the bar. It's going to be number 3. I think I read somewhere you said for two months you didn't play. You just watched everybody mm -hmm. play. In the beginning, right? yeah. Did you, did you watch somebody play where you kind of remember that person 
who's a regular person, they have a regular job, they're not rich, they're just mm -hmm. somebody that makes you know, $60,000 a year, but mm -hmm. they were amazing at the game. Do you remember somebody like that? Because for me, when I think about this game, I think about somebody that's good with math, I think of somebody that's good with studying trends, all that other stuff. Did you know somebody that was very good at it, but they never made it to a different level in their life? Backgammon is a very interesting world, right? It, it attracts certain personalities, which you're probably not gonna meet in any other parts of life. Like I know people who used to be homeless living on the, on the street of New York and then ended up on the cover of New Yorker, right? Just from backgammon, right? And, and just teaching. You know somebody. Yeah, and then teaching billionaires, you know? And then I know people from like Japan, my close friend Akiko, she's a two-time world champion, cancer survivor in her 30s. She's like a national hero now in Japan in all, all big newspapers, huge, huge star. And almost like anti-Japanese woman, like very independent, very like, Bagaman gives you access to s s certain people which you never, I, I guarantee you, you're never going to meet in other parts of life. Why? I don't know. It just brings the characters. Hmm. I don't know how. Interesting. It just brings the characters, yeah. you know, like people which have a different views of the world or of the life and enjoy different things, not necessarily just normal jobs, you know, like go to the office and, and just like be like nine to five. So in terms of like not reaching their potential in Bagaman, I think I think people who work in New York they mostly look at Bagham just for you know like a fun some their passion you know they don't try to make profession out of it. Yeah, because I think about it, I'm like you know to be good at this you're good at maths you could get so many different jobs that have to do with numbers and make Absolutely. big money why don't you why don't you figure out a way to monetize and most your of them ability? They do. Oh, most of them they do. Yes. Okay, so the answer is in the game of backgammon, those who become very good, they find a way to monetize okay, it. Okay, that, that actually brings me to a story that you just, what do you say in mind? There used to be experiment in, in a bro broker house named Saskahana. One of their main brokers was a backgammon player. Strong player, but also backgammon aficionado. So he believed, he had a theory that people, and you know how trading desks and big firms hire people, right? It's mostly Ivy Leagues, MIT, Harvard, you know, MIT is not Ivy League, but, you know, those type of mm -hmm. universities. Mm -hmm. And, and uh, this guy actually hired gamblers from New York uh, streets, mostly backgammon money players, who never had a job before. Really? He took, I think, four or five of them at the time and put them against Harvard graduates in, in, in trading, in options trading. And, and, of course, these guys killed Harvard people, just, like, killed them. <laughs> And the reason is, it's, it's ability to, to recognize the opportunity when, because back, what backgammon and poker does, it, it actually, all, all it does is just, you, you, you recognize the opportunity to gamble or, or to, 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 to take a risk, right? When to take a risk, calculative risk, right? It's not a gamble, really. Mm. It's not a casino. You don't play automatic. You actually become a kind of a casino, right? You just, you, you try to find opportunity where you are a favorite, so-called arbitrage. You know, that's what you do in backgammon. That's when you give a cube, you know. That's when you feel the weakness of your opponent. Yes. And also psychologically, too, you know, when maybe he doesn't feel that well. Maybe he's prone to make a mistake at this time. That, that's what uh, backgammon money game is, you know, and that's very close to trading. That's why those people were very successful in trading. Some of them stayed in the industry. Actually, some of them become pretty big in the financial world, you know. Some some moved, you know. Oh, what, a, what a great idea, though, for yeah. a guy to do that. It is. Because Go recruiting backgammon players. Yeah. yeah, pretty much hustlers from the street. People who 
may not have like never had uh, any formal job you know don't know what the suit is you know how to come to office you know how to Shh. how to you know talk to other people but they know how to gamble what's this company's name saskahana Sus- and where's it based out of it oh, I, i think they are in philadelphia now they still trading options I think. wow like i said so some of the <laughs> gamblers uh, actually made their way up to through the wall street uh, you know ladders and uh, actually when i got to goldman my first interview not the, the goal but the trading desk first interview was was with a guy he's from norway by the way goldman is incredibly international now within my 25 man group actually the only reason he hired me was because i was backgammon uh, like a star because he himself is a, was a po- poker player you were already a star at that time yeah yeah I, w- i wasn't goldman but i was doing uh, compliance actually kind of opposite right i was actually making traders life miserable this that's defense that's miserable. boring stuff Mis- yeah, yeah. miserable yeah. yes but that's all i could do. see when you come as an immigrant to the new country you don't always have all the choices in mm-hmm. the world right it's, it's mm-hmm. difficult enough when you grow True. up here to to make it to the trading desk in goldman i mean very few can actually make it You know, you, you have to be fortunate mm-hmm. to, in some way or another. I was fortunate through this guy who recognized this, you know, who wants to have this, uh, you know, recognition of, uh, of the risk and, and opportunity and believe in that because he was himself a poker player. And he just like he valued that, that element in, in people. You know. And he gave you the opportunity. Yeah, like not four, four years ago. Four and not amazing. Yeah. But then he left the company. Actually. So with this whole dice game, right? I mean, you know, the dice, There's a, they say there's a, people that are professional with dice. I had a friend here, uh, Richard Turner. They call him the card uh, mechanic. So he knows how to manipulate cards, right? And you look at him the way he shuffles. You would have, I mean, it's impossible what he does. Do you know guys that you play with that are also, you know, magicians when it comes down to the, the right. dice? And is that, can you read it? Do you see people that know how to do that? Yeah. First of all, I wouldn't call them magicians. I would call them crooks. But uh, <laughs> yes, I actually had a couple of personal stories. One of them was in Monte Carlo in the beginning of like 2005 or six. I was one of the newbies there, came and, and started playing for money and actually beat a couple of guys, probably wrong guys at the time for money. And then some other guy just bumped into me in the in of in a very posh hotel and start talk, talking to me in russian like he knows me and say oh let's play backgammon for money and i was already like a great player i i thought well, you know why, why would you challenge me you know like everybody's scared and you suddenly like jump into me i said okay let's play so we play like 200 euro point or something and and i was like losing i don't know a few thousand then my friend like came and sit down start watching the game for like 10 minutes he just told me stop playing just pay this guy and let's go You know, just, I said, why? Well, I mean, like, I obviously see that guy is playing worse than me and gets very lucky. Right? So I just paid and we went. He said, this is, this is a cheater. I mean, he's a cheater. He's like a, like a dice mechanic. So he said he, he just, the, the way, again, the way the, the cheating been done, at least from to my knowledge, over the years, right? There was a couple of cheating incidents in New York over the years, but it was also involved all the things that uh, come with backgammon which is like, it was a guy's board, specially made with some magnets, very heavy board underneath. And, and his dice also had magnets, which will, would be more heavier on like a six, for example, right? When he has to roll it. And he would exchange the dice during the game, you know, they would start mm-hmm. playing with normal dice, win a lot of money, and, and somehow it was proved that, that he was cheating, so he, he didn't get paid. So the idea isn't on the way you roll it. The idea yeah. is all a magnetic type yeah. of thing is what But that's it is. just one of the things. What other things I've seen, because I travel around the world, mm-hmm. right, as we discussed, mm-hmm. I've been probably like 50 plus countries uh, playing backgammon, 
right? And everybody's different. Like, like for example, I, I play with some guys in, in Georgia for money. And uh, what I noticed is uh, during the match, before important roles, they were dropping their dice to the floor, right? And, and I, had to, I had to look down. So when I was looking up again, you know, they would really roll the number and it was always lucky number, you know, for, for, for example, when they need to hit me, right? A very important, you know, shot. And then people told me that this is like a professionals, cheating professionals. What they do is when they drop in the dice and they picking up the, from the floor and put it back into the cup, they put only one die back into the cup and another one they fixing with their, with their finger. And when they roll, you know, first of all, your eyes are busy being down, right? When you look up, they roll already, but they roll only one die. And second one, they just put on, 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 wow. on, on the board very quick. But of course, it requires a lot of skill. Sure, right? I of can't course. Do that. Yeah. But they, they put the number which wow. they need to hit you. Like, for example, Isn't that amazing? Yeah. So, but again, I play for 20 plus years, right? And I've heard like two stories like that. And it never so happened. So it's not as story. common in the, in the not game a, as Not as at all. People are more it. concerned usually with the internet play. Both for poker and backgammon, you know, collusion or people can break into the programs and somehow like cheat, you know, like maybe there have been a couple of stories with poker. And backgammon, they, they're concerned that people use computer to help them play because you can ask computer for best decision. Computers and backgammon, you know, there are programs exist that play on the level of the best players in the world. Similar in chess. In chess, actually, they're even stronger. So if you have computer help, you, you know, you, you, you gain a huge advantage. So I think it's your turn. Um, so let me ask you, how old were you when uh, the, the wall, were you, were you in Russia when the wall went down? Yes, yes, I was 21. Okay. And it, I told you before, you know, during our pre-interview, it just, it's just amazing set of events. You really live second life within the same life because the changes that we went through were so uh, drastic was completely different country, uh, almost overnight, right? It was from very like strict, almost North Korea type of a country. We went to the place where we actually had a real parliament, a real Congress, where people were discussing issues and they were translated live on, on, on every TV channel. Like you, because I'm ahead in the race. Probably still a small I think you're ahead. Yeah, yeah, you're, yeah, you're definitely ahead. Probably still small take because I don't have much of a board. But if you don't, if you pass it, I, I wouldn't blame you too. So and 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 people would look. Uh, I'll take it. So it, if I'm taking it, uh, I put it here, or what I do? You, you put it. In, it's okay. you, you can put it here. Okay. So you, you have opportunity to give it at four any time. You know, and punish me for my stupidity. But um, so so and suddenly you have this. You know, you have these people on TV discussing real issues and you feel real democracy. Mm -hmm. That was really the once-in-a-lifetime experience. Like, imagine, imagine have a C-SPAN channel, right, which shows like a Congress discussions. And every, everybody in the country would be watching it like, like, like something like some pop show, like, like some concert, you know, like something like very, very hot. That was the situation in mm. the Soviet Union for a couple of years. Because, because no, no, nobody was uh, exposed before to the, or had experience to have a live, open discussion about anything. So everybody was uh, watching, everybody was it's, tracking it's it. And it was yeah. also the new opportunity. So actually within a year after the uh, Berlin uh, uh, wall you know, fall, I opened the company, real estate company in Moscow with uh, 
two young partners. We didn't know what we were doing, but it was interesting. It was one That's of the, the first we're companies. About, the real right. estate. You guys got money. You yeah, know. first first time you see any dollars. You know, we were we were incredibly poor. Everyone, and I remember we made our first deal to like uh, you know sell some apartment, and we got enough money to travel to overseas, which was another amazing thing. Nobody could do that before. And we, we flew 11 hours to the Canadian Islands, which was in Spain. And I felt as rich as, as Rockefeller probably never did. You know, it wow. was because you never saw any money before. And you just, it felt to me like, uh, like it's a limitless opportunity. Like, like I can do anything. Like I'm a king of the world. There. Yes, there. Though I had still had nothing, relatively nothing. But compared to what we had before or what we were before, the opportunity really, you know, that's, that's what changed. What do you think is tougher? You think it's tougher for a regime to go from communism to capitalism or from capitalism to communism? Which one is tougher to do? I, I wouldn't even put it directly like that, like a communism to but I yeah. would say it's always more difficult to improve things than to, and it's easy to make things work. Oh, I love work. that answer. To, to, to oh make, to my make gosh, what I think a it's so easy answer. to screw up things. What a powerful you know, answer. It is, it is. Like we see many examples, Shh. people get complacent, yes. think, oh, we, we're so rich, you know, we're rich as cut. I mean, we have great examples. I mean, look at GM, General Motors, biggest company in the world in the 70s and 80s. Like, look like they were dominating the world. Yeah. Within what, like 25 years, bankrupt? Like nothing. Completely nothing, you know, need to be saved, you know, and they felt like they were on the top of the world mm -hmm. within one generation, mm -hmm. you know. And it's so easy because we live during unprecedented times in terms of how quickly things change. We live during such informational revolution, you know, all these new companies bring things that happen during our lifetime and changes. My opinion probably never happened during any of the lifetimes of previous generations. And that's what makes makes us different. Amazing number. Maybe. That's an amazing yes, number. If you weren't going to get that, I was going to give you a... Uh, too uh, early. That, was yeah. too, that would be too optimistic the, to give a cue because yeah. you're behind in the race. But that's an amazing number. That was, that, it's, the game is over right now. Pretty, I mean, pretty much. It's, uh, it's very difficult for you to win this That's race, impossible. Unless you're a few right double now. sixes. So is there, is there any way that a regular person can play against you online? Do you play on any apps, anywhere that... Uh, I, I, play, any I play just for, with friends and for fun of Gre green ga greed gaming. Greet? Greet Gammon. Greet, G-R-E-E-D, yeah. Gammon. Yes, yes. And that's an app. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I, I give lessons there too. When I, when I talk to students, we sometimes play the match and we would be on the FaceTime or Skype and just discuss, discuss place. So if somebody wants to get a hold of you, what website do they go to? It's victorashkenazi.com, you know, surprisingly. <laughs> my, 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 my first and last name in one, in one word. And yes, and you can, you can inquire about lessons there and, and just... General background questions. Victor Ashkenazi.com. Let me ask you what I just did. Yeah. I went here, here. I would do right? exactly the same thing. You wouldn't do this because it's later a little bit in the game? Again, remember what I said before. Yes. You play more aggressive when your board is better than opponent. So in this situation, my board is better because I made a five point already. Okay. You have nothing. I got it's it. much more dangerous for you to get hit now. Anytime I hit you, I, I'm going to start cubing. Tell me the importance of this. Why this? Why is because, this so important? Why because, is one three the most important? Because five, because five, why five point is the most important? It closes to six and it builds your prime from the top. So, but, so after that, every point, the highest point, more important yeah. than less. So, so it's if more you important make, than this. So if I make this point instead of five, for example, you know, my position is like a Swiss cheese. You know, it just, it has so many holes. Here, yeah. here I'm building so-called prime, yeah. right? Prime is the points in a row in backgammon. So I have opportunity to build this point. will be already three, four points. And hopefully I can, I can hold some checkers of you behind my prime. But if I build low points, it creates a lot of holes in the position. Too easy to come in. You know, you, you don't hold, 
you don't hold this position well. So what's the second best thing to start off with? Two, five, four? then four, yeah, four, two, four. Then three, five. Absolutely, yes. So you wouldn't six, say one, six, one? Six, six, one, actually a little better than three, five, the bar point. Six, one, this point. Six, six? Six, six, you cannot start with because one, everybody ro roll one die first, right? But yeah, six, six is actually a great number. Double ace is an amazing number because you built Locking. five a yeah. and a bar point. Got it. Again, thank you so much for thank joining us here on Valuetainment and being willing to play an amateur backgammon. Thanks for your time. I had an amazing time. Thanks, everybody, for listening. And by the way, if you haven't already subscribed to Valuetainment on iTunes, please do so. Give us a five-star. Write a review if you haven't already. And if you have any questions for me that you may have, you can always find me on Snapchat, Instagram, Facebook, or YouTube. Just search my name, Patrick Bidavid. And I actually do respond back when you snap me or send me a message on Instagram. With that being said, have a great day today. Take care, everybody. Bye-bye.